0: I came across a wonderful story that I remembered reading a long time ago again it's a story about these two monks who were walking down a muddy road and they come across a young woman who's in these beautiful silk robes who doesn't want to walk across the road because it's muddy so the older of the two monks uh, come up comes up to her and said can I help you young lady and she says yes please so he picks her up in her uh, his arms and carries her across to the other side um, as the younger of the two monks look on. The two monks continued on their way and don't speak again until nightfall and they get to the monastery and the young monk you can see just can't keep quiet any longer and says to the older monk monks shouldn't go near young girls. He said especially certainly that's the case with a, a young woman as beautiful as that one. My dear friend, the older and wiser monk says, I put that girl back down a long time ago. Why are you still carrying her? Uh, like that younger monk, so many of us struggle to let go of what we perceive to be past wrongs that others or we have done. We become unwilling to free ourselves from the past and we literally carry it with us. And because of that reality, the things we carry in our life begin to burden our hearts, burden our minds, burden our souls. They impact our lives. It feels like I share with the children, like we're walking around with a backpack full of rocks, concrete, bricks, whatever else was in that backpack. Of course, sometimes, oftentimes, the wrong uh, that we're talking about that has been done is a lot worse than what appeared in that little story I shared. Sometimes it's so hateful and so hurtful that it wreaks havoc in our lives. How do we forgive? Why should we forgive in instances like this? I think we get a a glimpse of that answer from the words we heard Izzy read from the psalmist uh, earlier. There are times when we are disappointed. There are times when people in our lives disappoint us, when we disappoint ourselves, when we are, as that psalmist cried out to God, brought low in our lives. You know those times in your life when you have felt brought low. The psalmist is in pain when he cries out to God. He feels unable to free himself from some past action that has been done to him, which you can see feels like it's threatening to consume him, as he says. You know how it is when someone has done something wrong to you, or when you yourself have done something that you can't forgive yourself about, it weighs you down. It takes over your thoughts. It it keeps you from that future that God holds for you. It's at those times when we have to join the psalmist in that 142nd Psalm and crying out to God for strength to free ourselves from this sort of prison we put ourselves in, to lift ourselves out of whatever anger, whatever sadness, whatever bitterness that threatens to literally take away the beauty and, and as the psalmist writes, the bounty that can exist in our life, that God calls for us to take on in our life. This is what forgiveness can do. And, and, and by this, I, I don't mean in any way that it, it, it frees the person who needs forgiveness from being accountable for their actions. It doesn't mean that what was done was okay. But forgiveness allows the forgiver to free themselves, to free ourselves from control that that person or that wrong has over our lives. And I know that this is not an easy thing, Uh, but as hard as forgiveness is, as the parable we heard shared in the Gospel of Matthew from that 18th chapter, the parable that Jesus shares is trying to get across, we are expected to forgive others. And we can, I think, only do that in the fullest and the truest and the wholest and perhaps the holiest of ways because we have a God who has forgiven us as well. That's sort of what, not this next week, but what Holy Week is all about. Remembering a God who through Jesus frees us from our sins, from our mistakes, from our stumbling and tumbling in our life. And if you're like me, you are very glad for a God that is a forgiving God. Raise your hand if you're glad for your God is a forgiving God. Yeah, I hope, I would bet we all are very happy about that. Uh, Because each of us fail, each of us fall sometimes, somehow. And it's these past failures of others and these past failures of ourselves that can paralyze us, that we need to be free of, that we need to find a strength and a power that frees us Enough It's unfortunately not as easy as just emptying up out a, back set, a backpack of rocks. And for ourselves, forgiveness of our fa- past failures, no matter what they are, is essential to life. This is why Viktor Frankl wrote long ago, "Some persons die before they are ever they ever begin to live. Or they never regain the life they once had, because deep. And unresolved mistakes or failures or burdens or guilts literally drain us of life. They cause us, you could say, to die little by little each day when we hold on to those things. And Viktor Frankl, if you know his life, had a lot of things in his life that he would have a right not to forgive. And this is certainly not what God wants in our life, yearns for us in life, to somehow be imprisoned by our past, to be captive to our failings or to the failings of others. Jesus came to free us from all this. In fact, we gather for communion, as we do the first Sunday of the month, as we will today, in a sense to feel the nourishing and nurturing love of God in such a strong way, the grace of God that allows us to take on this new week, made new for whatever the week might bring. For whatever we need to leave behind, we come to communion to leave behind those things that threaten to consume our life. We stand before God and we stand before each other as fallen and flawed and failed people and God's love and God's forgiveness and God's grace, amazing as it is, although not free, is poured out to us. And it's not free because from that amazing grace flows the cost of discipleship. In the truest of of Methodist terms, when we feel that grace of God, when that love of God is accepted, when we feel the strength that we can cry out in faith and trust and know that we will be heard and know that God is with us as surely as on our best days, in our worst days, then that's the only time I believe we can feel the transforming power that allows us to take on the path of discipleship. Because we are free of those things that are nipping at our heels, that are threatening to pull us back into uncertainty, back into malaise. And when we take that path of discipleship, we recognize that we can be a forgiving people as well. You know, whenever I think of the power of forgiveness, I can't help remembering a time um, when I was little, growing up with my uh, brother John, who I remember uh, one day was playing with this can of red paint in our garage. He was sitting there, my brother did a lot of weird things, but this was one of them. He was sitting there on the garage floor with a can of red paint, just stirring it, just stirring it. And, and that's about when I left the garage, as I said, this is going to be trouble. But he kept stirring it and stirring it. And, and uh, at that time, when I was leaving, my dad came in. I could hear my dad say, John, you leave that paint alone. Put that away. Put the cover on that paint and put it away. And of course my brother John, the temptation was too great, did not put that can of paint away, and my father left, and John kept stirring, and inevitably, as you might expect, that whole gallon of paint spilled out on that, red paint spilled out on that garage floor, and my brother, being the, G, the, the lovely guy he is, <laughs> began to say, I'm going to clean this up, and started wiping it around that paint, right, wiping it, the thing got bigger, the bigger, the spot, the mark got bigger and bigger, then he said, I'll just cover it up somehow, and, I don't know what he did, shoveled dirt on the paint, or I don't know what he did, tried to cover it up, it just got worse and worse. I was sitting there in the kitchen when um, he came running in, covered with red paint. And my father, in the booming voice he had, said, Did you spill that red paint? And my brother said, No! (laughs) And then in tears, rushed into my father's arms. And at that point, I'm sure my father was thinking a lot of things. Uh, and my father certainly could have chose to stay angry, to let that red mark on the garage floor sort of be a mark on his life. Great at him. But instead he chose uh, to get on with his life and to forgive. And for, for for my brother, that forgiveness was certainly known and felt and and. Uh, it brought transformation in his life. I know he never played with paint again. I tried to get him to play many times with that paint. But he never played with that paint again. Go ahead, John. You can do it. It won't bother. It won't, I'm sure it won't spill this time. No, who was that? What's it wasn't my other brother doing that. Anyway, he, did, uh, he was transformed. He was made new uh, by the love of my father, the grace offered to him in that moment. He felt grace in a real way, and it changed his actions going forward. John Wesley said once, Give me 100 people who know the love of God and their salvation through Christ, and I will shake the world. If we understand God's grace and God's love in a real way, real transformation is possible. Not only in the lives of others, in our lives. We can free ourselves from whatever that those things are in our past that threaten to consume and move into that new life that God hopes for us, feeling that power and that joy which comes from a life made new, from a life made whole by God. So forgiveness isn't easy. Discipleship isn't easy. But whether it's forgiveness or discipleship, we can do what we can do only through the grace and the power of God. So on this morning and on every day of your life, feel the power of that grace. Feel the goodness of that love. Let it nurture you. Let it nourish you. Let it change you. Let it free you from whatever you need to be free from. And be made new. Be renewed. Be restored. Be healed. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you today, and we are glad that you have brought us together on this morning. Some of us come this morning with uh, burdens on our hearts and minds, things that have happened to us individually or collectively, decisions that have been made by individuals or by denominations or by nations, by leaders that bring not just anxiety, but hurt and pain. We come before you, dear God, with all those things heavy on our heart, and we seek to be free. For anyone who feels a special burden today, let them feel you speak their name. Let them know of your eternal everlasting, ever-loving presence with them today and free them for that life you have in store for them whole and holy abundant and full of bounty guide us as we share in this ministry together allow us to be a place that shines with your grace each and every day as we serve in ministry together. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now let's sing together on page 2169 of the Faith We Sing hymnal, God, How Can We Forgive? 2169. Please stand if you are able.